Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette by Sheward & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with creative business consultant Aileen Bennett. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Aileen Bennett. Welcome to Out to Lunch. It's not totally unheard of for a husband and wife to start a business together. There are small businesses that are labor-intensive and require long hours that a couple can split and keep whatever profit they can make in the family. Traditionally, businesses like family farms come to mind or convenience stores, gas stations, and perhaps more stereotypically than true these days, the mom and pop scenario where the dad is a plumber and the mom handles the phone and the book along with the kids. You can probably think of other examples, but unless you already know Sandy and Richard Chalmers, I doubt that your list of businesses a couple might start up together would include a baseball team. Sandy and Richard Chalmers met in college where they got married. Richard brought Sandy back to his hometown of Lafayette and some 28 years later in 2010, they decided to start up the Cane Cutters. The Acadiana Cane Cutters baseball team is a member of the Texas Collegiate League. They're based at Fabergé Park in Youngsville. If your mind is racing with as many questions about this as mine, stick around for the next 30 minutes. This is going to be a great story. Sandy and Richard, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you, Aileen. I want to hear the whole story from how you met to who started the first conversation about starting a baseball team together, but this is a show about business. So let's start with a look at the business side of the cane cutters. This is not a major league baseball team where you're paying the players millions of dollars. This is a league made up of college students who don't get paid at all. But it's not strictly college ball, it's a step up from that, and it's not technically the minor leagues, although it seems pretty close. There are no extravagant broadcast deals to bring in gigantic amounts of money for the team owners, like we see in professional sports. But you have a long list of sponsors that include Coca-Cola, Cushata Casino, LUS Fiber, the Louisiana Lottery, and many more. Are you running a for-profit entertainment company that puts on baseball games for the general public? Is it an educational non-profit sports institution? As a business, what exactly is the Cane Cutters? The Cane Cutters are, it's an opportunity for kids to uh, further develop their skills. uh, And most of them have a dream of playing professional baseball. So... You can do that. You're allowed to do this while you're uh, currently in college. You have to have been on a college roster for a year and have a year of remaining eligibility to be eligible to play with the cane cutters. So it's just a chance for them to further their skills, to get a little more exposure, and uh, and have a lot of fun in the summer. They also play with wooden bats in our league, and in college they do not. And in the pros, they do. So this is a way for them to showcase their skills using wooden bats. But they're all NCAA athletes, so they can't be paid. Uh, We give them a little uh, food uh, allotment for the road trips. We have wonderful host families that... uh, So they move here for the summer? They do. And they stay with a family? 
They do. So this and isn't normal business questions. So it's like this is part of the business structure that families take them in and like treat them like their own. And treat them like their own. They take them in and. Um, a lot of times it's people with young children that are playing baseball that get to have an instant big brother uh, to play catch with in the backyard. Sometimes or it's an empty em nester. Sometimes it's empty nesters who just have extra room and want to help the kids or help community baseball. Um, but they, they take them in, and um, our thank you to them is that we give them some vouchers for attending our games, and we have a variety of packages for that. So take me back to this moment. In my head, I imagine that there's just one evening where I, I'm going to guess Sandy says, let's start a baseball team. <laughs> but tell me how it really happened. Well, that's how it happened. No, <laughs> it, it didn't happen that way. We, I, I've always enjoyed baseball. My dad played um, some professional baseball and played military ball uh, back in the day. And uh, he was from New Jersey. So when we would make that, that uh, drive back, we often stopped at minor league parks along the way. Uh, and when, when we were up there, we often made a minor league park. So I've just, I love minor league baseball. And uh, it's just not real practical. There aren't any leagues down in the south. That, Why uh, are they not leagues in the south? Well, temperature for one, it's just commitment. Big cities have built parks and things that, that they're able to occupy. It's just... There just aren't any. There's a few independent teams down here, but that's about that's about it. So it really wasn't practical to think that we we're going to start a minor league team in Lafayette, Louisiana. So I started looking at uh, at uh, summer baseball. And did you do this secretly without Sandy knowing? Was this like she's gone to bed and you're on the computer looking at how to start a baseball team? Or part, part of it was. Part of it was. Then she busted me because I had to make some road trips to go see teams play. <laughs> Because I wanted to see what their parks looked like and what they, how they functioned and, Sandy, and how did they you, operated. Did you think this was just something he kind of dreamt about, or did you suspect it would become a reality? He had been wanting to own a team for some time. So, so did you know when you married him that this was a likely thing? Or? No, no. I can safely say that I didn't. Obviously, this was a decision of the heart. So I imagine it like the movie Field of Dreams. We'll just build it and they will come. Or was it actually a very sound business decision that you looked into the numbers? Oh, I, won't, I, I will say it's not necessarily the most sound business decision. I'll be honest with you about that. I will tell you the business plan was written um, when we were on vacation in Florida in a condo in Destin. Oh. That's what Richard <laughs> did while I went out to the beach. And you knew he was doing this? Oh, yes. Well, she said I couldn't do it until I did a full plan, so I was stuck. We are both accountants, you know. Yes, that's why I presumed it was an astute business decision. No, I didn't say astute. Business decision, I'll, I'll, not all business decisions are good financial business decisions, but it's been a lot of fun. But I, I, she, she does know and did know that I've always been very involved in youth recreation. That's kind of been my deal. And... Um, here in town and around and my, my father was also involved in in youth recreation so um it kind of evolved from that i i coached little league and pony league age group kids forever and so i um i just thought it would be a good thing to do and it'd be a good thing for lafayette to have how do you go about marketing 
a baseball team. Where do you start? Did you, I mean, obviously social media is around. How did you tell people that you were around? Well, we're still trying to do that. We're not very good at that. I would say uh, we're really a well-kept secret. Um, we've done a variety of different things, but um, a lot of times when people come out, they'll say, I just had no idea you had this out here and that it would be this good. And many times people will come out and say, I'm surprised how pleasant it is because people think it's going to be hot. But our games start at 7 and it's at Fabacher Field. We have fans in the stands, uh, circulating fans to keep these spectator fans okay. comfortable. <laughs> um, and so it, it's been a bit of a challenge to get Lafayette to really adopt the King Coach. So if you could choose a marketing message, would it be more like, hey, it's like we have, you know, the air is circulating and it's not hot like you think, or is it, hey, come and see some great sport, or is it a bit of both? It's, hey, come and make some memories at the baseball park because it's very family friendly, but it, it's friendly to adults and children. But uh, yeah, it's both because I'm a, I'm a baseball guy, so it's, it's neat to, to have kids coming from Notre Dame. It's neat having them coming from the University of Alabama, from uh, uh, California, from all over. So you have some kids that are potential big league stars. We've had, uh, we have kids that get drafted every year. Whether they become big league stars is another story. But we do have kids get drafted every year. So do you get support from the city or the state, either financial or just like, you know, Support, emotional support, help? Um, we get support from our community here, from our sponsors in the community. I can't say we get any state uh, support at this time, but... Uh, we're we certainly uh, open to it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk about the business model. I wonder who gets paid, not how much they get paid, but do you pay the coaching staff? Are they professional coaching staff? We do, right? Our current coach is Luke Montz. Uh Luke is a local guy, went to Acadiana High School, played, uh, uh, signed at UL, but ended up playing at uh, Hill College, Junior College and then signed uh, professionally out of Hill and was in uh, professional baseball for 13 years. Uh, when he retired, uh, was married with the child, and now he has another child, but wanted to come back home. And uh, so he does this on the side. He also coaches, assistant coach at Acadiana High School. But uh, it's been a nice to have him. Our first coach was Lonnie Landry, a local guy that played play professional baseball as well. So in general business, which we normally talk about, a lot of sporting metaphors are used during business. Do you use business metaphors during sports events or what advice would you give to people? You know, are there sporting metaphors that hold true in business? Are there? Oof. Um, I mean, I'm, do you hit it out to the park? Is that something you do financially as well? Is it, you know, do you use well, those sports we don't, metaphors? We don't hit it out of the park. But that's not really our goal, to hit it out of the park with the baseball. Luckily, we've both been blessed with good opportunities otherwise. But um, uh, we don't hit it out of the park with baseball on financially. Is uh, the, you know, is that the plan? Are you just building something slowly? I think, the, I think the plan is to have something good for the community and a good opportunity for the kids. Uh, to have them uh, 
We, you know, honestly, we probably have um, uh, 400 to 500 kids that uh, that would love to play for us each year, and and you just narrow it down. And how many in a team? There's 30 at wow. one point. So over the with the pitching, you probably have a total of 40 kids that that you uh, have during the summer. That come and go. Some of the pitchers have They'll any throw for limits. A while. And then their coaches want them to stop, and so they'll switch out. We'll get other other pitchers to come later. So imagine that someone shows up at the at the baseball ground. Is that what it's called? Baseball field. Field Bay baseball field. I'm showing my ignorance here badly. A kid shows up, and he's 16 years old, and he says, I want to own a baseball team. What do you tell him or her? Well... I haven't had that happen yet, but he says I want to own a baseball team. Yeah. If he's wanting to own a baseball team, I, I would first talk educationally. This is what happens. So we actually <laughs> we actually utilize a bunch of college interns out there. Our college interns come to us. Many of them are sports management, meaning that they wish to have a career in sports. Yes. And so we we try to get about. 15 to 20 college interns every summer and they get to come and see what it takes to put on the production of a baseball team there's a lot more than just what's happening on the field um, and and we run our team like a minor league team so that between innings we have little on-field games where we ha- it might be kids doing little somersault or races with the mascot or something. It might be adults doing dizzy bat races or hula hoop contests or something. Sorry, I'm excited now. You have a mascot? We have a mascot. And he is called? The cane cutter. Eddie the cane cutter. Eddie the cane cutter. And is he an animal or a person? He's a a person that's like a... A A big muscle man that's been working in the field. Farmer guy with a scythe kind of, but he doesn't carry the scythe at the games, but in the logo he's got a... (laughs) Sorry, I went completely off. I hear mascot and I'm always interested. There you go. And so uh, it, it takes a lot of coordination and effort to pull our our games together. I mean, it's, it's an a event of, company as well as a exactly. sports company. Yes. Because a lot of times we have themes. Like this past year we had a superhero night and Buffalo Wild Wings sponsored that for us and we were able to let all the first responders come for free and bring their families for free. I'm swooning here. And, um, and then we have, we, we try to make it as superhero themed as we can. So we encourage children to dress like superheroes and um, we have superhero kind of games on the field and um, that sort of thing. We had a, a strikeout cancer night to benefit St. Jude this year. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Aileen Bennett. I'm talking with Sandy and Richard Chalmers. They're a couple who, after they raised a family, decided to start a rather unique family business. Sandy and Richard founded and run the local Texas Collegiate League baseball team, the Acadiana Cane Cutters. So is one of you more the business side and one of you more the sports side, or do you just play to your strengths? And if so, what are they? Well, I think it's definitely I'm more on the sports side and she's more on the business side. I think that's pretty obvious. But uh, she and she has to slap me every once in a while, make make sure I pay more attention to the business side, I guess. But uh, I'm definitely on the sports side. So let's look at your husband and wife that started a business together. What have you learned that is good to do? What 
don't you do? What advice would you have for other couples that want to start a business together? Oh, I don't know. Um, well, this is both of our second job. Yes. For a while, it was my, for, for a while, I was pretty much full-time with it. I actually started something else about a year ago, but um, but we've always had another an employee, whether they were the general manager or the sales manager or whatever, an employee or two. Or a referee between you. No. <laughs> Somebody for us to say, we really should, we should go do this. Yeah, we should go do this. Okay. Carry out. Carry, carry on. We have a full, I mean, we only have two people on year-round staff. The rest are either summer or internship type people. Sandy Richard, this is the part of the show we call Another Great Idea. Maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got that great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for, or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with, or a great investment opportunity you should jump on now. You can take advice like this and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that might have turned out really great, or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that's ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who had that great idea for you? Did you take their advice? How did it turn out? So a lot of times I am the one that likes to hand out the good idea and the, and the good advice, and I've, I've given some friends such advice. However, um, I would say that most recently Richard's sister um, was going to have an oil and gas investment partnership, and we were going to invest with her. And then she invited me. She said, well, why don't you be my partner? And I said, Hmm, let me think about that. And I thought about it for a couple of days and decided it would be perfect for me. And that's what I'm doing now. So I'm full-time with that, and it's been a great idea. Oh, it's all, all families. But that's my other business. Richard has his Yeah, Richard, business. what's your other business? Well, I'm an oil and gas consultant business. We've been, uh, since, since I got out of college, and then started. Uh, I worked for my father had that type of business and sold out. I didn't necessarily care the people he sold it to, so started over in 1990. Okay, I have questions. How has running a baseball team changed the way you do business in the oil and gas world? Or has it? Oh, I don't think it has. I mean, so what have I don't you think taken? baseball has impacted it. The last three years of the economy <laughs> has impacted it. So what lessons have you taken from the oil and gas field into running the baseball team? I, I, I don't know that I can make that cross. You, you, said, you asked a while ago about what people have given you advice, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and, I, and I didn't answer. Sandy did. But the, the real advice I got all along was from my father, and it's about being honest in how you treat people, and it's more about that than a specific idea. So I don't think there's really any difference on, the, on those two. Um, uh, you know, a business, they're not all the same, but still business is business, and it's how you act within that business. So that's kind of the advice. Uh, it wasn't about starting a particular thing or, or doing a particular thing. It's about those core values and that yeah, they carry over into so. everything you do. And you got to be willing to work and do... You know, there's nothing that um, that you're going to ask other people to do that you're not willing to do. So, 
Sandy, how has your how do your two businesses affect each other? Do you switch off between one or the other, or do you take lessons from one into the? I know you come from the banking world as well, so how how does being an accountant affect the way you think in this business? Well, it's it's always about the bottom line. Ultimately, you want your business to be successful, and so we try to stay focused on that. I, I would say that the experience that I got in baseball was having to learn to sell and to go get sponsors because that wasn't really my role in banking though it, it was always a part of banking but it wasn't my primary role but in the baseball team it's primary for everybody and we tell that to the kids that come and think they want to have a career in sports if you want a career in sports you must learn to sell there might be other things that you can do but the people that are going to be successful at the beginning are the ones that can sell and bring people to the park or bring sponsors or that sort of thing. And so I would say that that selling experience has carried over into my new business and as well. do you well. find yourself with, with these, you know, young men that are playing baseball, do you find them, yourself giving them business advice like that and teaching them little ways to sell and trying to enhance their life that way as well as the baseball? Yes, I would say that we... <laughs> Never she just gonna, can't help it. Richard just shot her a look that said, you just can't help yourself. It's We're never uh, at a shortage of advice to give these kids. And, and that's the thing. You know, we, so we have the baseball players, um, and we give them – we always have some that live with us. We put them up with host families, but I have had as many as four live with me all summer long in addition to my two So boys. is that a fight? Is a baseball player like, oh, no, I want to live with them because they, they, I love business? <laughs> or I, like, how do they choose – how do – they How do you choose, choose which baseball player goes to which family? I oh, actually, she goes through a very detailed process here. I'm a matchmaker. I make them fill out a questionnaire, and I ask them all kinds of questions about their hobbies and what they like to eat and if they uh, stay up all night or get up early and if they're allergic to dogs or cats. And then I know our host families or find out about our host families, get them to do a, a questionnaire. That'll, do you have a spreadsheet and for I, this? No, I don't have a spreadsheet. But, a um, middle one for sure. <laughs> I do have a big post-it thing on the wall that I move little, move them around. Because really, kind of, they're your employees as well. So it's kind of that getting to know the right people for. If you think of your baseball team as a company, it's getting to know the right fit and the right personalities for your your company that you're running. Exactly, and and I even make them rank themselves on a messy scale because some of my host families tolerate messiness better than others and so if they tell me they're if they tell me they're a five I give them a one to ten if they tell me they're a five that means they're a ten they have to go to a house that can tolerate a messy kid that's something most employees don't ever think about but maybe maybe they should learn from you and ask those kind of questions in interviews yes she's a matchmaker and I also among my interns I always get a couple of accounting interns and I have a lot of I I teach them our accounting software QuickBooks, which is a very popular software, and that helps them as they move on into their accounting. And they don't want to be in sports. They want to learn accounting. I was about to ask that. Say you have someone coming to work with you. Would you prefer someone that had that kind of left-brain accounting background or someone who understood sport? Which, if you could only have one or the other, which would you choose? Understanding sports isn't really what... It's the, it's the business part and the selling and the... Uh, creation of entertainment that is more important from the internships. So we have, last year we had 28 home games and we tried to have as many different themes as we can. We can't have 28, but 
as many different things as we can so that it's not the same old, same old when you come out. It's always something different. We have Star Wars night and those 501st Legion people that dress in full Star Wars regalia come out. So are you running an entertainment company before yes. a sports company? Oh, the answer is yes. yes. It's primarily an entertainment company. Absolutely. Yes. That's very, very interesting. And what would you, what would you tell people, either potential sponsors or people that just didn't know this existed? What do you, what's your one sentence you say about the cane cutters? Come out. Because come out and create memories. It's not just about baseball. If if you if you're an, a baseball aficionado, it's very high quality baseball. If you're not, you'll still have a great time if you come because there's so much other stuff going on. Music, sound effects, fun jumps for the kids. Mascots. Mascots, on-field games. You can come to the mascot birthday party. You must come to the mascot birthday party. He wait, invites wait. other mascots and they come. That's a, that's a theme night for his, <laughs> for his birthday party. He has other, other friends come out. Mascots have mascot friends. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a documentary on mascots once and I'm kind of obsessed. Cindy and Richard, couples have come up with all kinds of ways to re-energize their relationship after years of being together, and families have come up with all kinds of businesses to go into together. Starting up a semi-professional sports franchise together after a quarter of a century of marriage has got to be one of the most creative, inventive, and challenging ideas anyone has ever come up with. But it's working for you guys. Congratulations on your successes today. Thank you for the good work you're doing for our young, talented ball players and for the community at large. And thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank Thanks you for, so having for having us. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Sandy and Richard Chalmers, co-owners of the Acadiana Cane Cutters baseball team. You can find out more about the Cane Cutters by following the links on our website, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe V is open Monday to Friday for lunch and six nights a week for dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Morell. Our researcher is Anne Christian. Our theme song, On Cure Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escaday. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. You can get this show and past shows as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, it's acadiana.com and krvs.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Aileen Bennett. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you all again next week around the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business, Acadiana style, on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Schuert & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook, near Carly's Saloon. 
Wyndham Garden Lafayette is a pet and family-friendly hotel with reception space for large and intimate events, free parking, free Wi-Fi, and a free shuttle within three miles that includes the airport and downtown restaurants.